You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey Santa! You could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition! That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> this is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. How we have waited collectively for this series to begin. It echoes around the Gabba as the all-clear is given and a nation turns its eyes to Mitch Stark. The Ashes summer of 21-22 gets underway as Stark roars in and bowls to Burns. He oh. bowled in first ball! <laughs> Mitch Stark serves notice! <laughs> and Ashes can be defined by the first delivery! And Stark has bowled Burns on the leg stump around his pads. That's the anti-Steve Harmison ball. That's the complete opposite. Yes, it was on leg stump, but it was always going to swing. And what an incredible start to the first Ashes test. Badger Sats here with you tonight on Sports Day. Woogie's wagging it, as uh, as we warned you last night. He's off for a week and a bit. G'day, Scotty Sattler. What a start. What a day. Outstanding. Outstanding, Badge. And I know there's going to be plenty of Australians that will remember what they were doing when that ball was delivered, the uh, first ball in the Ashes. And I was just sitting down, just as I sat down, my body just touched the couch as that ball was delivered and I had to jump straight back out of my seat again because it was exciting. We've been talking for many, many years, the ball of the century with, with Shane Warne and it may not be in the same in the same conversation as that, but I'll tell you what, it oh. lit up the screens, didn't it? It's, you know, I, I, I have done a little bit of history since then and four times in Ash's history, well, that's the fourth time, a wicket has fallen with the first ball of a match. But that's only the second time ever in the first ball of a series, way back in 1936. So, what, 85 years ago. Uh, just incredible. Given the circumstances, the, the, the bit of pressure that Mitchell Stark had on him coming into this, being bagged a bit by Shane Warne and saying he shouldn't be out there and, and, and everything in the lead-up to that test, it was an amazing bowl around the legs. If you haven't seen it, you just have to. I'm sure you've heard a lot about it up to this point. But for mine, well, I think it's going to be talked about for a long while as perhaps the best first ball ever for a Test Series, for an Ashes Series. Well, as David Certainly. Fleming was saying, it's better than Steve Harmison's from 2006. Oh. Ball one at the <laughs> that Ashes, was the opposite. Which hit exact opposite. Second, uh, second slip. We spoke about that last <laughs> night. Um, and it was fitting, as you say, with Mitchell Stark. He's come under heavy scrutiny from... Um, some quarters um, because of his average over the last 12 months, which has been bordering in the in the 40s when they sh- you know should be around the mid 20s, and for Pat Cummins to allow him to open the bowling and and to oh. be able to come under so much scrutiny, have so much pressure on him. That first ball was all that first over was always going to be really important for Mitch Stark, and and now I wonder what Shane Warne's thinking. 
for the whole side. Well, will he apologise or will he take credit for spurring Well, has Shane Warne become, as we've spoken about Badge, I remember during Origin for many, many years when when anyone needed to fire up the Queensland Origin squad leading into a an Origin series, Greg Dowling was the first person that the media would call and he would basically call well, out the, the Queensland Origin forward pack. I think so, Wayne Bennett called him a few times and said, hey, I need you to come out and... And bag some. So maybe Shane Warne is the new <laughs> Greg Dowling. He's the Greg Dowling maybe of cricket. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Hey, uh, we're going to catch up with our good mate uh, Ian Healy um, pretty soon, actually. He was at the Gabba. Uh, um, Brixie's in the studio with you, Sats, uh, filling in for Woogie, and he was at the Gabba. One of those lucky, lucky people. It was heaving. It was chockers, and Brixie was one of those people at the Gabba Live. Well, watching, Brixie, you uh, were saying you unfold. turned up at about seven o'clock this morning to start hooking up all the uh, yep. all the audio. That's for, correct, yeah, for the call team. And you said there were plenty of people in the there outskirts were of the Gabba. plenty of people. People were lining up already out, outside the doors, all in their very colourful outfits. So, what are some of the standouts yeah. in relation to some oh, of the like, costumes? Like you see a lot of them on, like the pineapple. Like everyone's wearing multi- the same coloured like shirts and pants. And there's whole groups of them, you know, like... I saw Booney, a guy dressed up as Booney. I didn't see him. I saw a, a, sure a guy dressed up as the Queen. There was a whole bunch yeah. with orange hair in one segment. I think they were near the Barmy Army. The Barmy Army was very quiet. Were they Ed Sheeran's quiet. or Fatty Vortons? I think they're Ed Sheeran's because okay, they yeah. were near the, um, near the uh, Barmy Army. But okay. yes, we oh, couldn't no. hear them at all. We kept trying to... Where's the Barmy Army? We couldn't... <laughs> After that first ball, there was nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, but the, you're one of those very fortunate ones, Brixie. I've got, I've got to admit, yeah, I, just, on you, mate. I just want to say that roar, the roar in the crowd, I don't think anyone could well, believe that. We just that. heard it in Jared Whateley's voice. Yeah. I, so I, you know, unexpected. Even I sat there and I thought, no, no, because we, we was texting somebody who said, no, no, we've got to stop. The first ball, it's always important. And I just, I still can't believe I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Still can't believe well, we're it. Gonna, as I said, we're going to catch up with Heels soon. Uh, I want to know what our listeners think, and you might have some questions for Ian Healy. 0457-736-736 is our text number. Um, Joe Root's decision to bat first, it, it's, it's easy to bag him, despite a lot of people saying uh, it, was, it was quite you know, conducive to, to a bowler, bowling wicket. But uh, I've been reminded today about Nasser Hussain, England captain in 2002, yeah. decided mm. to bowl first. Uh, Matty Hayden ended up the, the day not out 180-something. Ricky Ponding made 135. Australia were one for at stumps, and it, it, just, it just smashed them. It blew them off the park, the Poms. So maybe the old, um, the old saying, and it goes back, I think, to, to many, many, Greg Chappell and lots of captains before that, if you, if you win the toss, bat. If you're not sure, bat. And yep. if, you, if you're still not sure, go and ask a few people, think about it, and bat. Mm. Um, but that probably wasn't the case today, if you see what happened. I mean, the, the pitch itself, I, I've got no doubt both teams and their, and their pace bowlers would have gone out to have a look at that, that wicket this morning as soon as the covers were taken off. And they've done an amazing job, the curators at the Gabba. And they, every one of them would have been smiling like Cheshire cats. There was just mm. – there wasn't well, much of a difference between the outfield and the pitch. It was the that green. You think the batsmen would have been smiling? Pat Cummins, a skipper, Pfeiffer, uh, on his debut as captain. Great stuff. Great stuff. Poms all out for 147. Um, Justin Langer, look, sure some shots of him, Sats. He'd be pre- he was, well, they're saying he's got a new laid-back approach. He certainly looked laid-back, and you say so you should be the way. We heard about that leading today. into the T20 World Cup final, didn't we? Uh, that he had taken a little bit more of a laid-back approach, but not so much laid-back, but he's, he was happy to delegate. 
to some of his other coaches and mm. and that allows him just to work on individuals and, and just oversee the entire side and not have so much input. We, we see it in rugby league badge, don't we? Some coaches try and take on every department. They take on so many roles that they actually don't get to focus on what their primary role is and that is to develop and make players better. And yeah, and I, th- I, that could be – that he feels, he feels comfortable – after Sam, well, during Sandpaper Gate and then after that, he was a perfect man for the job, as was Tim Payne as the captain. And you do have to, I think, rule with an iron fist for a period of time until you feel comfortable. You've started to develop some players that are that are now senior players in the side. Smith's back yeah. into that side, that right um, framework now as a, as a leader. Uh, David Warner will always be seen as a leader because of his the amount of test matches that he's played or international cricket. Now you've got Pat Cummins as a, is seen as a leader. Uh, Steve, you know, so there's there's a few players now that I suppose he feels as though that those players can start making decisions internally. I think it's also sats about when you know th- this is only early in the first day, of the first test. It's all been Australia's way, but they're just talking about him being less stressed and less. You know that that when things aren't going great, that can rub off on the players. It might have worked for Justin Langer to be super intense, but it doesn't work for all the players. Mm. So. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, really enjoyed it. And, and once again, let us know what you think. We've got a text here from Glenn from Newcastle. Sat, you got yeah, he's our there? reality. He's our reality specialist. Um, yeah. The Newcastle reality king. He said, g'day Sats and the great badge. And who cares if Justin slash Woogie slash Jason <laughs> is listening? I just flicked over from a repeat of the greatest ever house rules. Oh, that'd be interesting. What? Not Just in oh. time to see that fantastic first ball. And congrats, Captain Pat. Who said fast bowlers can't captain? Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, exactly right. But as uh, we've heard from many, and I, I, Mark Taylor the other day, and I, I see Alan Border said, it, it's just a different beast. You know, you're thinking about the game the whole time, and you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about what you should do the next day as leader, and uh, it's going to take a bit of adjusting. But off to a off to a great start. Sats. Um, well, as we know, knew, as, when they knocked them over for 147, that was just before tea, yeah. and that's when the rain came down at tea, and as we, as we talk now, they still haven't made their way back out. Checking the light, I think there's no chance I'll go it? out tonight. It's pretty dark. Yeah, it's, it's very, they're looking very, to ex- expand the play through to um, five thirty Queensland time, six thirty New South Wales time. But it looks like they won't make their way out for the, the rest it, of day one. It might be the only chance Poms have got a mm. draw because of the um, that you know that poor start. Hey, that's a, that's their lowest score for thirty odd years. I'm, I'm going to go off topic seven. here a little bit, Badge. And Bricks, I'm going to bring you in here as well because you're a movie buff and you and always always talk movies. But when there was a break in play today, I started just looking through different websites to find a movie I could watch tonight after the show. Did you find one? Yeah. What did you well, get? no, I came across a movie, and this is completely nothing to do with cricket. And I want to get I want to get our listeners involved as well. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Is it called Bradman? Now there was a movie. I never thought got remade, and they remade it. It's one of the cult classics of all time, and they remade it. And there's just some movies that should never be remade. And that movie is Dirty Dancing. One of the great movies, great cult oh. classic, Brixie. <laughs> More than a cult they classic. It, was, it so, was a box office, huge yeah. box office hit. Dirty Dancing. And they remade the Dirty Dancing. With, now, yeah. it, the, the remake got, I think it rated two and a half. Jessica Beals. Jessica Beals. She was in the original. That's all I know. Uh, Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey. I'd oh, same and one. Patrick yeah, same Swayze. Person, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so right. I, then I started thinking about Brixie. What's a movie they should? Ne- I said I think they should never remake 
my, one of the great cult classics at the end of the 70s of the Warriors. Oh, that's your, one of your favourite films? And Roadhouse, another another oh, Patrick Swayze movie. They were looking to remake that, They were looking to remake it, but there's just some yeah. movies that should never be remade. I, look, I said to you before, and I think – I don't think anyone could tackle this one, Taxi Driver. Oh, Robert De Niro. If anyone you wouldn't tackled, even try and tackle like, that. You couldn't do it, could you? You'd be like, no, that's hallowed ground. Just, mm. It's too intense, too. Yeah. It's well, it's so of its time. Or well, my favourite movie, could you remake Pulp Fiction? No. Oh, no. No, and you would never well, attempt Bill. it. No, no way. No. no. Tarantino's yeah. too unique. You just mm. couldn't no, yes. remake it. So what are some of the movies that should never be remade? They should never even think about it. I mean, there's a new Top Gun coming out. It's not a remake. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. Yeah. It's meant to come oh. out halfway through last la- this year. Some, some last of year, get 2020. Worse and worse. Really? They do. Like they have sequels and they just go downhill. Like, like the latest Mad Max stuff. You know, the early ones, good. But without without Mel Gibson, the, those, I can't even watch them. Well, they had Tom Hardy in the, the new uh, one. Didn't yeah. 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 I, I loved Theron. it, but I have thoughts on that mm. one. Yeah. And what are the really bad remakes as well? Tell us. What are they? Zero four five seven, seven three six seven three six. Point Break. So, uh, Point Break. Oh, another Patrick that was remade. Swayze movie. Yeah, they yeah. remade that. Yeah. They remade that. The bank robbers and the yeah yeah, yeah. except they're extreme sports guys, not right. um, surfing. Mm. And oh, there you go. That's just a it. It wasn't. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, um, some some news around um, an NRL player. So that's John Asiata. Yeah. He's the first to be. Uh, well, he's been actually. Has he been stood down or is he actually? Well, been they've come to a mutual sacked? agreement that that his contract will be terminated. Um, he signed back midway through September, only for one season from the Brisbane Broncos, skillful playing back row. I, I like the way that he plays, but at 28 years of age now, he's um, he's not going to get vaccinated. And, of course, it's not mandated by the NRL, but each club has their own uh, has their own policies and procedures. And because he's not willing to get an, uh, vaccinated, he hasn't trained with the Bulldogs yet, um, he's now been uh, – his contract has been torn up. He's been let go. Yeah. So – I see um, Clive Palmer wants him to play. <laughs> like, well, I just can't even sit, be serious when I talk about this bloke. He wants him to play for the Southport Tigers, so mm-hmm. that's not a publicity stunt. Um, and he's also thought to be keen on Super League. I don't think they'd let him travel over there mm. to, to England to play over there. So, um, well, I, I, know, he I, I heard that Israel Folau was getting reportedly, allegedly, close to $10,000 a game at Southport Tigers. From Clive Palmer. Oh, my God. Exactly. All right. Exactly. There you go. Hey, uh, Mickey G from Woodbury. Hey, lads. Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop. There's only one Axel Foley and one <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> and it's and it, and it telling us as well, weather report is flogging down at Merriweather. Merriweather. Is. Good on you. Mm. Good on you, Mickey G. Hey, um, anything else before we get to the break, Sats? Or we're going to leave it there and come back with the great man Ian Healy? Great man Ian Healy right? next. Okay. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Hang around. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And a big day in day one of the the Ashes, of course, that first ball for Mitch Stark. Absolutely lit up the gabber this morning. And to talk about it, all the dot points from day one, we've got one of our greatest wicket keepers of all time. Very proud Australian. King of the Gab, absolutely. He'd probably get a he probably get a statue next to AB soon. I reckon this man. It's Ian Healy. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day Heels. You're welcome, uh, Sats and Bads. How are you both? Really well. Now, right. just on that AB statue, uh, 
much deserved by uh, from our AB. But uh, yeah. it's probably one of the only statues that I've seen in a long time that actually looks like the person. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? It's yeah. really good. So, so uh, he was chuffed. The family were chuffed. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been a really good process, and you know the public contributed rather than rather than you know government having to do it all. So, so it's really good engagement all round. And I, I think he's the modern architect of Australia's success. Uh, you know, from the early to mid '80s, he held things together with not a lot around him. Yeah. Now all the talk is going to be not only through this Ashes uh, Ashes game, but all through through the entire series is that first ball for Mitch Stark. Uh, what a way to start an Ashes series. Sets the tone always that first ball. But uh, was it always the plan for Pat Cummins to start Mitch as that uh, opening bowler? So I think it was, actually, because um, they, they think that's when he can be at his devastating best and he can produce something that could rip your pegs out. Um or, or to rip a glove, those sorts of things. And, and just like today, he got it to swing just enough. And mm. Rory Burns' his front foot was nowhere. It was right across the, the crease and couldn't get a backing time. It would have been a horrible feeling for him to hear that stump go. He, he thinks he hasn't. He's missed one down leg. Yeah, he hasn't done a lot wrong. Bang, and the, the stump's gone. So that would have been a terrible feeling um, to, to, to know that that now swung back behind you. Um, yeah, that's what they like about Stucky, uh, and so use him for for a little bit. And he's got a good record. He's got good stats, saying he gets a, a wicket in the first ten balls more than anyone. Mm, does, so does uh, does Warney apologise, or does he claim credit for firing <laughs> him up? What do you reckon? What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there won't be an apology in a hurry. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, but I don't think Starkey cares either. He's. I've had a chance. Like early doors a few years ago, when it first blew up, I said, "They said you want to come and have a feed with Warner. You know, he's a good bloke and all that sort of stuff." And he said, "No, I don't give a bugger." Um, so, so he doesn't really care. He just oh, okay. he's playing uh, day by day, uh, game by game with his mates and trying to get a good job done for Australia. So so he, he's a, a very honest performer. I, I think they were all a bit honest today. You know, that great. That, they should have said that was a plan for Rory Burns. We've noticed that that front foot just gets across the crease a bit, and we've given permission to Starkey to <laughs> rip a leg peg out. And uh, But they haven't. They've owned up that they said, nah, it, it was just like this. <laughs> oh, so you're saying they should be trying to get in their heads a bit more and say, hey, we've got plans for for all of you blokes. and we know No, just, you, tell just tell the public. Just tell the public we're heroes, you know. Hey, you do know, you reckon... That, that um, was a plan we set and he you pulled it off. Rory, Rory Burns might have gone back, you know, and looked straight at Joe Root and said, I told you we should have fielded bold first. <laughs> no, but because uh, that had very little to do with the wicket. You know, that, that dismissal uh, it was just speed through the air, mm. not the wicket. Um, I, I think the, uh, I think it was a, a bad decision by Joe Root. Um, this this batting team of England hasn't been convincing for 12 months. So don't put them under the pressure of coming out to the ga- a green gabber. Like, the other, the other ones where they get talked about when NASA Hussain sent Australia in, um, and Australia ended up one for 300 at the end of the day. That, that was nowhere near as green as this pitch today. So, so there was plenty of justification to hold your batting off. Don't put them under so much pressure like he did today because they haven't stacked up once again. But even on better wickets than this, in, at home, they haven't been making many runs. 
So so I, I thought it was a poor decision by Joe. Now, Joe Root himself has been outstanding uh, in England and overseas, um, I think, for, what, five or six centuries uh, throughout the season. Yep. But, what, 16 innings now in Australia where he hasn't he hasn't got a century. Is, not only is there enough pressure on England, is you know, when your best player, one of the best players in the world, uh, has failed to get runs out here for, for a period of time, just heaps a little bit more pressure on them, doesn't it, Hills? Yeah, definitely. Um, so he he's batting with a lot of weight on his shoulders because the other guys have unproven and untested here in Australia, and and he too's got work to do. Um, so so he he's good enough and in good enough form to get that done. Um, but gee, it was hard work today. Of course, that you know their sideways movement, their swing. Their, if it was a bright sunny day, I might justify. Um, batting on those conditions, but it was still overcast and humid, so you, you're putting your batsmen under unreal pressure when they when then they might not be up to that. Um, so yeah, he he's got a lot of work to do. He's he's got he's averaged 66 this year, mm. um, and but a lot of people have been saying he's been very agitated in the net, not hitting the ball particularly well, plus getting upset with that. And uh, so, so he's he's not himself at the moment. They saying no Broad, no Anderson for this match. Uh, Broad was a was a late um, scratching. Did, did the Poms feel this was going to end in a draw with the weather predictions? So not risk them, or do you think there's genuine concern about some injuries? Oh, there's genuine concern that uh, Anderson won't get through five tests, so we're saving him for the likes of the day night in Adelaide, and maybe a day night later on, or maybe Boxing Day, a big a big. Uh, match where we might need him late in the series. Uh, Broad was a real, real surprise. They hadn't let on mm. at all, um, and the the sort of feedback today's been he's not bowling well enough. He's not in the side. Um, so Ollie Robinson apparently uh, has earned his spot. He was particularly impressive in, in their home summer. Um, Mark Wood's their fastest bowler, and he was always going to play their thing. Mm. And Chris Wokes will enjoy the swing and seam of the Gabba. So. So they're saying Stuart Broad didn't fit into the team. So anyway, right. well, they've got two freshies wow. that are pretty handy. So and and so those sorts of those sorts of comments mean that there's a fair bit of confidence in this bowling attack tomorrow when they start to bowl for England. So you know there's 150 on the board. They've got to limit the damage tomorrow and try to make sure they get Australia out for maybe 250. Um, because the bowling conditions will be probably just as good as they were today for Australia. So they get their chance to use them tomorrow. That was my question. What's the conditions going to be like? Similar to that. So you're saying uh, 250 is about par, or, or should the Aussies, would you expect a bit more from them? Yeah, I'd expect more from Australia, but there's, no, you know, I don't really know why. We're, we're about to see how just how difficult it is to bat on uh, this pitch uh, tomorrow uh, when the second side bats on it. Um, one one fifty. You know, I'd reckon they were, wouldn't have taken much for England to get another eighty and be two thirty. Mm. Um, they just, they just. Uh, it was sort of survival mode at mm. the start, so you, you don't really want that. Having won the toss and batted, you really need to take it to the Aussie bowlers. Uh, and it wasn't until Ollie Pope batting at six, six or yeah, uh, he, no, maybe yeah six, and Josh Butler came in that that Australian bowlers felt, felt any sort of pressure. So, yeah, they were five down, five for 60, and then two blokes decided to bat pretty well. Yeah. So uh, the first five have to do a, lot, a little bit more, and they would have had 250. So, um, yeah, any lead for Australia will be handy. The um, Our mate 
Brixie, who's filling in for us for Woogie, um, was there as you, as were you. Um, you lucky buggers on a day one of an Ashes Test, unreal. Yeah. What was the Barmy Army like, mate? Were they did they quieten them down a bit? They were up against it most of the yeah. day. Yeah, they were they were shattered. Uh, they were they were coming good when when they were about uh, six for one hundred and twenty. They were still they were starting to sing again, thinking this is much better now. Um, and then the Australians snuffed that out as well. So. Uh, no, they they had a hard day. It looked to me, um, as Brixie would have told you, very cold in our commentary box with the air conditioning steaming through the place. <laughs> um, but it looked to me like a very hot day out there. I thought even the Australian bowlers, uh, you know, showed signs of of it being hot. Um, and the batsmen under their helmets certainly were quick to get towels on uh, in drinks breaks, etc. So, so you know, it's up to Australia to to make sure that the English bowlers toil longer than. England made Australia toil tomorrow, but uh, yeah, I reckon I reckon the conditions. If it's overcast again and a similar day, it, it's going to be difficult batting again. What happens in the dressing sheds in your days during the rally, running delays? Hills, what used to happen? Um, uh, there'd be some. It depends how how often the rain delays get. You get really good at what you're going to do. Like a, there'll be a group of four playing 500 over in the corner. <laughs> um, there'll be there'll be some of us play, um, just watching TV or, or reading, um, that, that type of thing. There'll be some that are annoying everyone, um, going around every group. Giving Who's everyone that? Who's, group. Who was the annoying one? Um, oh, in, in our day, McGrath yeah. would have been, you know, okay. throwing stuff around. And McGrath would uh, get a... Skewer, you know, like a big toothpick, um, like a chicken skewer, and he'd throw grapes up in the air and spear them, right? And th- and then it'd turn into apples. See if I can catch an apple on this, and and then he'd be throwing things around the room and sandwiches flying everywhere. And someone would, you know, retaliate, and it would deteriorate over in the far corner. Um, and, and you know, it was just a, a mixture of everything. But it, it, it's quite unique, I suppose, isn't it, in sport that you're sitting around still waiting to play. Mm. You're mucking around so so freely. Yeah, yeah. Now before we let you go, it's been a great day one uh, for Australia. Let's hope we get uh, back out there tomorrow. Hills, you'll be all over it uh, with calling the, the Ashes Day too. But we've been talking about movies that should never be made, remade. I should say. I'm saying Roadhouse should never be yeah. made. Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Is there one? Uh, that, one of your favourites that should never be remade? And why not Forrest Gump? Like because it's good. You can't. You Look, can't. You can't. You it. can't redo that. I mean, you just can't be anywhere near as good uh, actually sporty gav from newcastle um listening on 2hd down there he says greece john travolta and olivia newton john yeah, so that was remade it doesn't wasn't that remade and no greece too they had greece too well there you go had that michelle was... pfeiffer in it oh <laughs> nothing like it <laughs> well, patty cummins got a michelle today um <laughs> uh I, I would go uh the way i heard you were talking about this so I'm reckoning uh, one of my favourites in my day was Man from Snowy River. I, I reckon I'd leave it as, it as it is too. And I watched Man it reasonably recently and it stacked up. It was still pretty good. Aged well, so, did it? I, you know, Sigrid Thornton and Tom Burlington. Um, <laughs> oh, Tommy Burlington, And uh, yeah. Michael Douglas. Jack. Or, or Jack, what's Michael Douglas' dad's name? Kurt. Uh, Kurt. 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 Yeah, yeah, Kurt Douglas. He was in that's it. Right. Hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Jack Thompson would have had to be there somewhere. Know. He's in every Aussie. Yeah, movie. of course he was. He was Clancy. Clancy of the and Sam Neil. Right? And Sam Neill would have been. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I so like the boy from, Sam Neill. Yeah. The boy from Bill Wheeler, hey? This 
Loves the Australian yep. movies. Man from Snowy, mate. I reckon leave it as it was. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Righto. Hey, good on your heels, mate. Um, we uh, we, uh, we envy you being out there at the cricket, um, calling and watching all the action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be huge yeah. again tomorrow. No doubt again. at all. And um, hope we get yeah. more than half a day's play in. Yeah, we'll see how many boundaries our, our openers get to strike and uh, fire the crowd up again. Uh, you can get behind the Aussies on, once again, but it won't be easy. Well, David Warner would be tomorrow. happy that Stuart Broad's not playing because he's a bit of his bunny, isn't he? Yeah, hey? mm. yeah definitely. Yeah, He's, he's going to be tough for David Warner because um, Woogie has got, um, he's got David Warner dolls. He's sticking pins in his eyes, everything. <laughs> yeah. he's just, he just doesn't like Dave Warner, but we're all, we're all cheering for him tomorrow. I'm going to say rooting for right. him. Let's get into it. Joe Root. All right, good on you. Ian yeah. Healy, thanks for joining us on Sports okay, Day, mate. Um, and, uh, yeah, today, don't forget, Ringers Westerns are releasing a limited edition Christmas work shirt. And as this is the season of giving, all proceeds will be donated to Ronald McDonald House Charities, South East Queensland. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. <laughs> Good. Yeah, welcome laughing? back. Badge and Sats <laughs> Sports Day. Just some of these texts coming in. Uh, we're going to get to in a sec, but I'll just read this one out before I go to you, Sats. G'day. We're talking about best movies that should never be remade or movies that should never be remade. Please don't ever remake Lassie Come Home. I've only recently stopped crying remembering that final scene when Lassie runs over the hill back to her loving young owner. Cheers, Leon. Good on you. Uh, good on you, Leon. Thank you. Uh, and you can text us 0457 736 736. Now, Sats, back mm. to the serious stuff. A special pregame treat for us today. Yeah, it's always a great moment for anyone in any sport when they represent their country, a state, whatever it may be. And a special presentation for many years now occurs in all sports. And there's a most notable representative from past years is there to present you with the jersey or whatever it may be. I remember in Origin badge, Bobby Lindner, the great Bobby Lindner, presented me with my Origin jersey. I was just, I was chuffed. I used to love watching him as a kid growing up. What about you with yeah, champion. kangaroo jersey, Origin jersey? Did they have presentations no. back then? No. No, okay. No, no. Well, I, was on, I was on tour in, with the kangaroos and we just, um, you know, there was really no one else around or there yep. might have been, but it just wasn't done then. And, and I was playing in the early years of Origin. I don't think there was too many players that had... That have come before you. Five years before me, but yeah. there weren't too many around. So it, it wasn't really the done thing, I think, until the, the, the mid-late 90s. Sats. Well, as we know, so. it's a great tradition uh, to get the baggy green. There's always a presentation from a, a past player that's been going on for many, many years. And, of course, today was Alex Carey making his debut since Tim Payne stood down. Uh, he's was a really good AFL player with the GWS, actually. And, and Kevin yep. Sheedy said, listen, I think you should focus on, on cricket. And now he makes his, his test debut against I the I think Pom. he said, you're not going to make it You're not going to make it, son. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a, a very special moment today when Alex Carey had his baggy green presented to him by one of, one of the greatest Australian players in Adam Gilchrist. This is how it played out. From personal experience, the proudest moment of any cricketer's career is that when they are asked to represent their country. And for Alex Carey today, he realises that dream. He'll become Australia's 461st men's test cricketer. Alex has ridden a journey and it's taken a lot of courage. 
and I've been asked and I'm honoured and privileged to present his cap today. For Alex Carey, his time is now. And with the blessing of the Australian cricket team, I invite you to join us for a very special moment. One of our brothers is making his test debut and we've got one of our other brothers handing over the cap. So Gilly, over to you on, mate. Thank you, Alfie. Um, firstly, thanks to, to you and, and to Pat for offering me the privilege to take on this role. I, I just mentioned in the opener that the proudest day, I think for all the players here, you know, to get selected for your country, that's the proudest day. And as an ex-player, uh, just ranked below that is the opportunity to present a cap to a, a new test cricketer coming into the four. So thank you for that. Uh, Kez, uh, first and foremost, mate, uh, 461st test cricketer, 34th wicketkeeper. I think that's very important that we acknowledge that. Um, and I've given Gav uh, a little dossier highlighting the wicketkeepers that have uh, taken this role before you. Um, and I encourage you to have a look at that. And, and that's something that we uh, like to do is learn a bit about the journey prior and those that have uh, trodden before us. And, Keep an eye on number 28 when you get to him. Um, mate, you deserve this. Rest assured, you deserve this. There is absolutely no way that these are given out lightly. It's been a, a courageous journey. You walked away from one journey and courageously resumed another dream. And here you are fulfilling that dream today, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Your family, unfortunately, couldn't be here. I think they are joining us on a little stream there. Um, not long until you're playing in front of them. I think when I reflect on my cap presentation, when I received it, I, I reflected on the journey and all those people that have committed so much to getting me into that situation. I know that you'll do that and I encourage everyone to do that often about their journeys. Uh, I, I think the, the prime thing about this cap is there's a lot of value placed on this, but not for a moment is there any sense of entitlement that comes with it. Uh, it doesn't make you any more special than anyone else in society. But what I will say is if you play with humility, if you play with integrity, honesty and complete commitment to this group of people here, and I know that you will, and a sense of fun, the people in society will ride with you through the highs and probably more importantly, when the lows and challenges come, they'll pick you up and carry you. So mate, I wish you all the very best. I cannot wait to watch this journey unfold. Congratulations. First time that's ever occurred, Badge. Uh, an inside look into a, a baggy green presentation, Alex Carey. Very yeah. special there and great words from from Adam Gilchrist. And what really stood out to me was those those words at the end when he talks about playing with humility and playing with great fun but also the great integrity of the game because we know when, Alec, when, um, when Gilchrist played, he had the greatest integrity. He was the guy that used to walk when no one appealed if he'd nicked the ball, he used to walk and he used to declare himself out and he's played yeah. the game with great integrity. It was, it was great words of wisdom for Alex Carey. Oh, yeah, amazing. You know, he talked about commitment to the team and honesty and all of those great things. That was just uh, amazing to see that. I, I feel really privileged to have witnessed that and, and that was all off the top of the head too, Adam Gilchrist. I mean, I'm sure he thought about what he was going to say, but it was all, uh, he wasn't reading off his notes or anything. So he's, one, he's a very, very special guy, Adam Gilchrist. And um, I'm, thought, I'm sure we've got some... Our listeners would have some thoughts about what he brought the, brought to the game and the, the better place that it was for for his involvement. The great Adam Gilchrist. Hey, you can text us. As we'll remind you again: zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Great stuff. Um, so that's, we still got these some texts coming in here for these uh, 
In fact, we, we've asked you to text in about today's cricket. People are more interested in texting about their movies that should never be yeah. made. Mark so from Hurstville. I think a lot, of, a lot of people had a bit of spare time today. Yeah, 0457 736 736. Mark from Hurstville says, one classic movie that should never be a remake, Dirty Harry. Yeah, can't agree more. Can't yeah, agree any, more. Any uh, Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. You just, I don't think you can go there. Now, make sure you put your name on these text messages. This one is best ever movie not to be remade. The Greasy Strangler. Cult movie cannot be redone any better. I've read that. I haven't heard. Have you heard of that? Rick Brixey, have you? The Greasy Strangler. Well, I'm just looking on IMDb, which is a a favourite website of mine. 2016, it must have been remade or... It says, Ronnie runs a disco walking tour with his son, Braden. When a sexy woman takes the tour, it begins a competition between father and son for her love. It also signals the arrival of an oily strangler who stalks the streets at night. <laughs> okay. It's got a 5.8 out of 10 rating. So I don't think it's yeah. going to be remade again. <laughs> now, uh, okay. Kenny from Harrington listening on the net, guys, says The Graduate and another one for Greece should never be remade. I think that movies like um, The Exorcist, they should never be made. I, I hate scary movies. <laughs> they shouldn't even make them in the first place. All those, The Shining. Like, I watched The Shining. I, I'm still scarred. Yeah, I, that was horrific. Can't watch those movies. Um, yeah. Hey, text here from Danger up here in Cairns. Uh, it's peace and, peaceful and quiet for a few days till Motormouth gets here. Uh, only joking, boys. That's, of course, uh, have Woogie, a, have a great isn't Wednesday. Oh, Woogie, uh, Justin is heading north for his holidays. I don't Palm think he gets Cove. there Friday. Oh, okay. Mm. Do we want to let – is that – will that be easy Danger, to find I'll him? find out what hotel he's staying at. So yeah. you can just go yeah. ask for him at reception. He'd love to um, see you. I, I think that um, that AVO he had out on you is done. Yeah. Danger now. Yeah, so that's expired. you right to look him up and come find him. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. We'll keep those texts coming. Anyway, uh, best movies that should never be made, uh, remade. I feel it, Tun Curry. Don't remake Jewel. Do you remember Jewel? The cars? Jewel. I never the, saw the that. Car? No, there was, a, there was a truck chasing a car. Oh, Russell. And, Steven Spielberg's just, first ever movie. Really? Really? Yep, it's so good. It was good. pretty wild. It's it was, so good. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't remade, but was it? Never been no. remade. You okay. couldn't. You couldn't. Mm. Right, uh, there we go. Johnny Rabbit. Johnny Rabbit reckon. <laughs> Blazing Saddles Loved his horse Oh yeah <laughs> Great movie Great yeah, movie Beautiful What about when they all lined up At the uh, the toll gate In the middle of the desert <laughs> Had to send someone back To get some coins Alright We're going to take a break Sports day It is uh, The all new Kia Sportage Has been unleashed Back soon This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Sports Day news headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Yeah, millions of homes were moments away from losing power after a major energy network was hit by a ransomware attack and it's believed to be the work of the Chinese hackers. Now, CS Energy... Uh, hit with an attack uh, November 27, and Chief Executive Officer of CS Energy had described it as a worrying, growing trend. And according to the Daily Telegraph, the attack was stopped at the last minute. And get this, potential to shut down between one and a half to three million homes. Oh. That would have been a long time to try and get it back up and running again as oh, well. Geez. So, 
Yeah, great work to be able to find it uh, before it happened. Get range of confidence for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Some weather badge. Yeah, for New Farm Australian through and through. Um, Sydney, Wednesday, high 24 degrees, a bit cloudy. High chance of showers, so still a little bit hanging around. And most likely uh, in the late afternoon and evening, of course. Chance of a thunderstorm in the west, the mid-north coast, 28 degrees. Got up to today, partly cloudy and very high chance of showers uh, later this evening. A chance also of a thunderstorm. Uh, New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. Um, Now, that's a couple of other little things here. Oh, movies. Grafton Bronco listens to us on 2GF. Yep. Uh, hi there, boys. Happy Gilmore with Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah you can't. Can't, you can't make, really that. make that. No. Now, um, we've got a really good – one of my favourite movies, actually. It's in my top 11 movies of all time. Pete from Kill Kevin. Who's, Kill Kevin, I think it's up around the Gympie region, actually. Yeah. Uh, Life of Brian. Yeah. Can't remake it. <laughs> Great. You and this one, which is based on a true story in Turkey, Midnight Express. What yeah, a, what a great movie! Yeah. What a great movie! And what about yeah, what about the castle? Oh, the castle! We've got yeah, a text we've got the here. Castle here. Perfection is, is that from Perfection or is it? He says it's perfect. It is Perfection. It the was, castle. Yeah, it's out of dug another hole. You couldn't. Dale dug a hole. You can't possibly <laughs> remake the castle. Um, what about Joe Dirt? Who was Joe Dirt? Joe Dirt. And a lot of people don't remember Joe Dirt. No. Do you too? Now, Peter yeah. from Bathurst, who's just recovering from last weekend, Peter, apparently, he's just surfaced. Uh, movie not to remade, be remade ever again, or ever, American Graffiti. Can you imagine them cruising the streets these days in electric cars? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Was Richard Very Gere good. in American Graffiti? No. I'm thinking American Gigolo. Me, I'm <laughs> thinking American, thinking American Gigolo. Gigolo. <laughs> could, could anyone ever do... Pretty Woman as no. well as... No, you're right. It's a really um, good one, Badge. Julia Roberts? Mm. No. No. Hey, um, I just wanted to throw this in too, so let's have a quick chat about um, the West Tigers uh, wanting to do a, a player swap with the Cowboys because Luciano Lelua is going there 2023. Apparently, they're trying to angle for him. If they, if they let him leave immediately, they've requested one of the Cowboys' young stars, Hylam Lukey or... Oh. Jeremiah Nanai. Good but, players. Um, mm. I believe North Queensland won't have a bar of it. Yeah, as, uh, as they would. They want to extend both those youngsters' deals beyond um, next you know year. But... I know he's signed for 2023, Luciano, and it's a it's a shame at the Tigers, but I just want Luciano just to be able to spend 2022 and enjoy the coaching of Tim Sheens, and he'll mm. become a tremendous player. He's a really good player now, but... With Maguire and Sheens together, yeah. He's Is there a bit of bad blood there after the way I think there would left be. And, I think there would be, oh, but, you know, oh, yeah. I think once you get on the field and you play and you kick a ball off in anger, it all gets focused mm. and reshifted somewhere else. Now, Eric from Wentworth Sats reckons convoy and every which way but oh, loose. Oh, Good Clint, on you, Clint yeah, Eastwood yeah. And, the, and the monkey. Or oh, any which way you can. That was yeah. a remake. Oh, no, that was just a... Toronto Rod said Shawshank right. Redemption. Yeah, you're right. Uh, keep right. them coming. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Sats and Badge. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.